Thank you for joining me on this week's episode of Every Little Bit Counts. I'm Fawn Town, and this week I wanted to do something a little bit different. Kind of asked my guide team what I should talk about, and they handed this to me. So, what I'm going to do is walk you through a bit of my process of connecting with healing energy. So many people in the space, my pool of friends that I've met, people that I've trained with, people that I've worked with, it's a belief that we all have the ability to connect with energy. We all have almost like psychic abilities. Don't know if people love that, that reference, channeling, healing type abilities And so I see no reason I can't explain the process of what I do to connect with it to allow you to try to do something similar or the same because some things may resonate with you differently, but just kind of walking you through that process to allow you to attempt to do this on your own so that you can play around with energy that you could potentially apply and do healing to yourself. And so we're just going to go through the steps of what I do to do that. I am not going to go vastly into how do I connect with Reiki because there are attunements and, and activations that happen from a Reiki master. Reiki masters essentially are activated and set up so that they can activate and attune Reiki one and Reiki two students. So that is essentially the master level. And I have not taken that yet. So I may give you a little bit on how I connect with it. But going down this more from the medical, medical intuitive aspect. So how I start the process is I envision this golden white light coming down from, you may consider it the heavens, just the sky, whatever it is that you consider it to be. I imagine that that golden white light coming down like a beam and uncovering like my body. So visualizing it pretty much as wide as me and coming through the top of my head. But then it gets almost like more like syrup versus water to me because I envision it to be very thicky or sticky, thicky, sticky and thick and and staying on my framing as I'm visualizing it versus water and it just washing off. So as it comes down my crown, I imagine it like this bright golden lit up syrup and it comes down the crown of my head, my forehead down my face, my mouth, my throat. And I imagine it coming down through my shoulders and my arms and into my heart space. And I start focusing it from there, like this, this golden light syrupy visual comes into my heart space. And from there, I imagine it kind of bursting out and then going through my arms, like my arms starting to light up and it going down my arms and into my hands. And as I'm visualizing this, I'm calling in 
various spiritual beings. You can modify, adjust, but I'm going to give you a, a list of various things that I've called in. So I call in my high self. I call in my, my spirit and guide team, my own personal guides. I call in my healing team because I, and those that need to be applicable for whatever it is I'm focused on. So if it's emotional stuff or if it's trauma or if it's physical pain, back pain, I might ask for a healing specialist in the back, you know, chiropractic or anything to do orthopedic, things like that. If it's teeth, you know, you go dentistry, orthodontist, things like that, eyes. So just trying to pull in. And if you don't know what they would be called, just kind of like someone that is specialized in this area, arthritis, whatever. And any other healing beings that could help support you with that. I call in sometimes the Ascended Masters, Archangels. I call in Yusui, who is the founder of Reiki. I will call in God the Father, Jesus the Son, Holy Spirit, Mother Mary, Mary Magdalene. Let me think of who else I've called in in various points. I sometimes call out Archangel Michael or some of the specific archangels because I'm guided to have someone there or I might just generalize it. Those that need to be present or support me with whatever it is that I'm focused on. But Archangel Michael, I will call him in because you can call him in to cut cords, energetic cords that you have, transmute negative energies and entities remove objects that got embedded, like backstabbing. Backstabbing is kind of interesting because you think of it energetically, you could have someone stabbing you in the back. And so they leave this energetic like knife or scepter kind of stabbed into your back. And when these things get energetically projected and left in you by someone, again, like energetic cords asking Archangel Michael, I'll say Archangel Michael, please be with me now. Please cut all energetic cords, all dimensions and space and time, 365 degrees from all people, places, things, objects that are not of the most high divine Christ-like energy, any negative energies, any negative cords, any negative objects that have been embedded or projected to me, I ask him to remove those. And then I thank him. And so when I'm doing energetic healing, I will ask him to be present. And my request to him is that any negative energies or entities that come up during my healing, that he transmutes them with love and light. Because a lot of those energies are just displaced. And if you just transmute them to love and light, you're essentially releasing them. So going through that process of calling in the right people, I know that's a lot. It goes a lot quicker than 
what I'm describing here, but I'm just trying to give you the, the depth and breadth of what it can be. You can adjust it to whatever feels right for you, whatever energies, whatever spiritual belief systems you have, you can adjust it to that. So calling in that energy to support you, imagining the light, and then when I connect to that light and I visualizing it come into my arms and into my hands, I will hold my hands like I'm holding an imaginary ball or sphere. And then when I feel the connection, my hands feel tingly. They sometimes feel warm, but typically after a short period of time, or sometimes instantly as I'm calling in the energy, I start to feel like opposing magnets. So it's putting the magnets together and they push apart. I will tend to feel like my hands are being pushed apart, but I kind of hold them to the place where I feel a good amount of resistance. And then I set the intention of where I'm putting the energy. So if I want to put the energy on myself, I might visualize like my knee or put my hands in a circle around my knee and feel the energy. And the intention could be simply is whatever healing energy that you can send to support me with releasing this pain and discomfort and just hold it on that space while you feel that magnetic push away from your hands. And what I find for myself is when the magnetic sensation is there and I'm holding it, holding it, holding it, it will at some point diminish and more clarity and stuff comes to me having done this for a while. But initially it was just, okay, it's done when you don't feel the magnetic pressure anymore. And then you can move on to another part of your body or whatever it is you want to work on. So you can set the intention and leverage that sort of towards any body part or you can put it on the top of your head, the crown of your head, if it's emotional, mental type of traumatic stuff that you're dealing with, because it's kind of like all this stuff in your head that you're holding in your head space. So you can kind of hold your hands around your head. The other thing you could do outside of actually putting your arms or hands around that, that part of your body is to visualize that part of your body in between your hands, like where you're holding that imaginary ball. So visualize your knee there or visualize your back. And like one hand has the front side of you, your chest side, and the other side is holding your back. And you visualize yourself standing in between that space. Another thing with emotional trauma, mental things, probably mostly emotional, is going to your heart space. A lot of what we hold is up in our head and in our hearts. And to release whatever it is that needs to be released, 
you can do in those areas. So again, it's just going through the, the visualization of imagining that, that light coming through you and kind of going down through your arms and through your hands and imagining your hands light up and then calling in your support team to help you energetically. And then the rest is about intention and just getting creative and mindful of things that you could focus on. So it's like, gosh, this is hurting and practicing it on yourself. So if you put your, uh, or you can not necessarily always do it. Maybe you get the initial energetic connection in your hands, but you can then take, I cross my hands and put them on my heart and just hold them there. And you might feel your hands and your heart get very, very warm. That's another thing you could do. Or you could just lay, cross your hands over each other and lay them on your knee as you're sitting down and you have your legs in front of you. Put them on your knee versus visualizing it in a imaginary ball or sphere. Sphere. Those are other different ways that you can apply energy and intention. So just little bits of ways that you could start trying to connect with energy, trying to visualize the healing energy coming through you, setting the intention of that, setting the intention of healing that body part you may start to hear things. You might, like, I started to hear, oh, sadness or anger. Like, sometimes it's telling you what it's releasing, and you might get lengthier sentences or very detailed things start coming to you. Those are actually your connection, and you're being guided and allowing yourself to hear those things. So it may expand very quickly and very easily for you. Everybody's different. It might be small and something simplistic, or maybe you're not really feeling anything, but just kind of like continue to try, continue to practice over a period and see if it starts to change. Because someone that may have not done this before or may have not attempted it before, it's like, oh, this is new. And I'm like, Are, is she doing or is he doing what we think that she's doing? And let's work on building this with them. So they might be testing it out and getting a sense of, of you trying to explore this energetic connection. So the repetition is key in Reiki and medical intuitive and all of it. A lot of us tend to find the repeating factor tends to enhance it more and more. And you, some things turn on and more things become visible to you or awareness. You may have an awareness of something. You're like, wow, I'm hearing things. Is that really? Like, am I hearing things? Am I being guided or is that in my head? More so than not, you're being guided. The last thing I would say with all of this is try to keep the ego out of it. Your mind's going to tell you, oh, this is crazy, blah, blah, blah. Oh, this isn't real. Like if you're sitting there with those thoughts and questioning it, you're not really truly connecting with the energy. So you have to find a way to keep that out, clear it, shift your mindset, 
try to get the self-doubt and everything out of the practice because the more you allow that in, the more it's going to impact your ability to connect with energy. So that would be something as a good reminder always when you're connecting with the divine or spirit or God or whoever is being aware of your ego, being aware of doubts and clearing yourself and allowing yourself to hear what's coming to you. That tends to be your angels and guides. That tends to be spirit. That tends to be your high self giving you information. And so sometimes you will question and many of us have, we're like, is this my mind making this up or am I hearing it? But you hear it like a conversation in your head. So it's, it's fascinating, but it tends to be more like something you wouldn't necessarily say doubtful about yourself. It's more like, Oh, sadness, fear, anger. Like even that it's like, it's not something that is an ego thing trying to sabotage your healing connection. It's more of a knowing, Oh, we're telling you what's here. What lies in this pain? What lies in this mental or emotional trauma? So a few things to note. I'm excited to imagine that some of you out here listening are going to attempt to try this and what your experiences may be. I hope it's a really cool, exciting experience for you. Just to be aware, like energy is everywhere. You can hug a tree and you can feel something. When you have flowers, I mean, flowers bring joy to very a vast majority of people, I would think. You know, that's an energy. That's a connection. You'd be surprised for those that have not hugged a tree, what you can pick up and receive from a tree. So energy's out there. It's everywhere. Leverage it. Start to use it as an asset that you could take advantage of and not in a malicious way, in a healing, helpful, useful way in your day-to-day life. I hope that was useful. I hope it was something that gave you a little tool to try and put in your toolbox. Thank you for joining me this week, and I hope you join me on next week's episode of Every Little Bit Counts.